Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime, Anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He had his gun, so he just swung it open. I start to notice that, you know, the atmosphere feels a little bit weird. First thing he's seen was this six and a half foot tall, broad shoulder, dark hair. That freaked him out. We hadn't talked to her about, like, life and death and what any of that means. She's three years old, you know. So we turned around. Suddenly, there's a whole tree falling across the road. And she was describing to us that, you know, there was a deceased person uh, that she could, she, she could see visually. You're listening to Cryptid Clues, where we tackle the ever-expanding history and mystery of monsters and supernatural madness every Monday. You can find us at cryptidclues.ca for more information, or even check out exclusive content and support us at patreon.com slash cryptidclues. everybody. I'm your host, Ruben Olson. Today's episode is my second story time. If you missed the last one, check out episode 66, The Cowman of Copalis Beach. Stay and listen as we go over a haunting dogman encounter during a church service. 
The detailed encounter and unedited story is published in Linda Godfrey's book, Monsters Among Us. The story retold in this episode is heavily edited and changed for podcast and is not an accurate representation of true events. Linda Godfrey received this report in mid-April 2015. In 1992, a Baptist church in a small Midwestern town was the site of a multi-witness incident. The witnesses choose to remain anonymous, so will be referred to as Ken and Sarah. Ken and Sarah, a lovely, pious couple in their 60s, watched this tragedy from a close, almost too close, vantage point. Vietnam veteran Ken worked in construction for many years. At the time of the encounter, Sarah, a homemaker, worked part-time as church maintenance. Ken and Sarah said the building where this happened is gone, and the land has changed hands multiple times. The town's name is also confidential. I assume not everyone will believe what these extremely sober and solid citizens say they saw. But Linda couldn't find any sign of fraud or hoax in their testimonies. They agree on the same details in this encounter. They never changed their statements. They answered Linda's queries as best as they could, and they didn't overstep when they weren't sure if they remembered something or not. Witness credibility is critical in a story like this. Ken and Sarah wrote and spoke the following to Linda. Ken wrote, I want to tell you about a thing that actually came out of a woman in a small little church around 25 years ago at a morning service. A clergyman preached to 225 churchgoers. He was on a platform about 20 feet from the front row of pews where this woman sat. Ken and Sarah said they didn't know the middle-aged woman because she'd only been coming for a month. She sat beside Ken and Sarah's family that day. The semicircle pews allowed parishioners to see one another better. My eyes were drawn to this lady, stated Ken, and I didn't know anything about her. She gave off the sense that something was very off with her. She was a large, unspectacular lady with a peculiar grayness. My family and I were ten feet apart in another row of pews. Ken stated he sat next to the woman, with Sarah on his opposite side, and his children next to Sarah. Sarah also noticed the woman. That Sunday seemed unusual, she added. She joined us. She kept catching my eye. Sarah said the woman was dark-haired and quite plain. White shirt, black pants. Sarah saw the woman squirming despite her unremarkable appearance. And something unthinkable soon happened. Our preacher had just finished concluding his speech and ended the sermon when he left the pulpit to sit with his wife and family. That required walking past this woman. He took his Bible and papers, got off the stage, and walked by her. As he approached, she stood up, screamed, and contorted her body. I had never believed in such things, but on that day, right there, my wife and I, and everyone in that morning service, saw something truly supernatural. She twisted into a terrible creature. She became a massive beast that resembled a wolf, but wasn't. The beast was huge. The roar would have scared a lion. It had fur, 
legs with hooves and backward knees, long teeth and very long claws, and its snarling and howling rang through the chapel from ceiling to floor. Ken remarked that he also smelled sulfur. Ken's account smeared Sarah's remarks. This girl stood up and threw forth the most terrible scream, Sarah recounted. She contorted and altered quickly. No transformation really occurred over time. She changed instantly. She roared with a snarl which I'd never heard before. She raised her claws and stared at the pastor as he passed. Sarah added, It had to be a supernatural alteration, not physical. Her face looked like a chimpanzee or baboon, not quite a dog. Black eyes, four-inch teeth. Her physique was unmatched. She had enormous shoulders and a chest, thin waist and powerful thighs. The leg's bottoms were slender, though, like a deer's, and ended in cloven hooves, about this long, and Sarah demonstrated about five to six inches. She remembered the woman was wearing shoes, but there was only gray fur covering her head. Tailless. Sarah reported the booming lasted many minutes. As it stood there looking at the churchgoers, we realized this thing was evil, Ken stated. It looked furious, yet protective of something. Long, sharp claws sprouted from its waist. Its claws and teeth were unforgettable. As an example, the Muntjac, a deer in Vietnam, has large fangs. It's not a violent animal, but it could be. This thing, however, unmoved. We sat there. My daughter said, Mom, what is that thing? As we prayed with everyone. Don't look at it, my wife remarked. When she was screaming, you could hear this guttural sound from down inside her throat, gurgling and echoing in every corner of the chapel. If this hadn't occurred in a church, I believe there would have been bloodshed. The pastor reacted first. He paused and offered his hand. Minister shouted, Satan, you have no authority here. That's when she really growled. She began to pant as though debating. Fight or flight. This creature just stood there for what seemed like the longest time. Then one of the ushers, Tom, stepped up behind it, and he grabbed it and pulled it down onto a pew. Four others came up and helped him out. There was a huge scream, and just as swiftly as it had reared up when it came, it was suddenly gone. In an instant, Tom was half lying, half sitting there in the seat, with this woman almost in his lap. She had reverted to a normal look, including attire. The group of ushers then kind of half-carried and half-pulled this unresisting woman into another room. She seemed bewildered, remarked Ken. I have a feeling that was an understatement. Now you'd think that the congregation would be leaving in terror by this time. But as far as the pair knew, everyone in church seemed to stay put until that woman was removed. Once they took her out, people were saying things like, What was that? Did you see that? Sarah noted that everyone seemed pretty frightened and were quite reluctant to talk about what had just happened. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As time passed, things quickly got hush-hush. Sarah considered that this level of shared privacy was due to the protective nature of the members of this church. It stated that from then on, no one involved ever wanted to speak of it again. Sarah said as soon as she could, she hurried outside to the car where everyone who was leaving church was quite disturbed. There were a few people that were shaking even. Ken added that he questioned the pastor whether he had seen what he believed he had seen, and the pastor replied, yes, he had. Ken also stated, the pastor instructed the first usher, Tom, who caught the creature, don't you ever touch one of these things again. That woman was confined within the church building next until elders were convinced she was no longer an imminent risk. And then, according to church authorities, she had been given therapy of some kind but nobody was quite sure exactly what that constituted. From what Ken was told, she was brought someplace to where people came to inspect her and look at her. He then added that his church's pastor and elders seemed to believe that what they regarded a demonic possession had been successfully exercised from this woman sometime later. The investigator asked Ken if he knew where this woman was brought to be studied. His only response was perhaps a higher arm of the church or the government. Some underground group may be officially designated to handle cases of werewolves. Sadly, Ken was not privy to this information, and he imagined that the individuals who assisted at that time had by now either gone very elderly or passed away. Ken told the investigator that the entire occurrence had been recorded due to the church's customary practice of videotaping sessions. But when inquired about watching the film, he was told it was no longer in the church's possession. They either provided the tape of the incident to someone, or the church authorities destroyed it. Eventually, he was assured the tape no longer existed. And of course, in the late 1980s, the parishioners would not have had cell phones with cameras in their pockets and handbags to capture images and video. 
There were other signs that the creature's manifestation may have left some lingering effects on the church. One of them appeared in the shape of a poltergeist or psychonetic event that happened in the following weeks, after the creature's emergence. Sarah recalled one of the most alarming examples of these weird events, where she was alone at the church one day doing her regular cleaning when she found a butcher knife laying on the floor of the church library. Puzzled as to how such an object would have gotten there, she placed it on a shelf in a room and carefully positioned it to lie safely, the tip pointing away. When she returned later, the knife had shifted its position completely, so that now it was laying sharp side out. No one had been in that library to have possibly moved it. Ken continued, I had never seen anything like that monster in my life, and I don't want to, for as long as I live. He noted that the closest thing to it he could recall was during his duty in Vietnam, when his company would periodically meet what they called rock apes, animals that reminded him of miniature four to five foot tall Bigfoots. They had amazing power in their arms and could hurl large rocks, he claimed. They were meaner than all get out, and we avoided them. They ran on all fours, but would stand up to toss boulders. But what that creature was, to this day, we still do not know, Ken concluded. It was not a guardian spirit, and we understood that it wasn't human, but a demon of some type. The problem with it was that it came out of this woman, and we didn't see her physical body after this monster came out of her. What produced it? What prompted it to come forth? We figured it was some kind of a fight between good and evil right there. What I witnessed in that church that day, I believe, was a satanic manifestation of a demonic creature. It was genuine, it was possessing her, and it may have been demonstrating it had power. What I know is, whatever these creatures are, they're real. Either I'm nuts, or they're real. The woman clearly departed town following this incident. Ken and Sarah didn't know where she had gone, and they didn't have any other contact with her. They too moved away not long after, and the congregation soon departed. The pastor left. The investigator did contact him, but before any questions could be asked, he simply gave a standard-sounding remark that he never discussed old pastoral tasks. Linda had no idea whether that pastor suspected what was meant to be asked of him, but she did know that respecting congregational secrecy is common pastoral practice. Linda had also hoped to talk to some of these other witnesses, but the congregation, as was the case of the elders, had been composed of many senior members that Ken and Sarah felt were now either fairly elderly, passed away, or moved away. The couple did ask the few people they were still in touch with if they remembered what happened that day at church, but the only replies that they were given were short, blunt, or some variant of what happens in the church remains in the church. Linda could certainly understand that feeling. It's possible that people of strong faith in such a scenario would all agree on the need for secrecy for such a scary situation and that spreading it would simply be met with ridicule. With the videotape of the event given away or destroyed, there's not a shred of factual evidence 
that the woman's transformation truly happened. The reluctance may also have been owed to the fact that most of the crowd didn't have a front row seat, and consequently couldn't see what was happening in the few pews in front of them. Ken and Sarah just happened to have chosen a pew that afforded them the most beneficial view of the woman. Everyone else's perspective was further restricted by the tight ring of ushers that rapidly encircled the beast after it screamed. Thanks for listening, folks. If you like this episode, head on over to cryptidclues.ca. Ask us questions over at our email, cryptidclues at gmail.com. And if you really like what you hear, support us on Patreon for a dollar or more for ad-free exclusive content and even D&D episodes at patreon.com slash cryptidclues. Finally, you can find us on almost all social media. Bye-bye.